back to Knowing God with Heart and Mind, the regular visit to the virtual church classroom at Shiloh United Methodist Church in Jasper, Indiana. I'm Pastor Dan. I'm joined by my daughter Bethany as we study the book by C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. We're on book three, chapter nine. We're going to talk about charity. This is episode 20, and it's being recorded on Sunday, August 4th at 4.59 p.m. even. <laughs> and uh, so we are talking about charity this time. And uh, I'm th- crossing my fingers that I do okay because I got some sass from some people this afternoon <laughs> because I was, I was reading this chapter on our parade float waiting for our turn to walk, and they didn't think that I would be as on my game because I was there was distractions. And they just don't know you like... Well, like we do we'll see i may not be on my game it's Uh, hard to say we'll see we'll see so so uh jack talks about the four cardinal virtues that are prudence temperance justice and fortitude Mm -hmm. so now we're going to look at three theological virtues charity hope and faith Mm -hmm. so that's what this chapter deals with it's is uh is charity to start with so today we're going to look at charity but uh charity you know basically means forgiveness as it's described in chapter seven but what does it also mean well so he says that today's meaning it's really been simplified down to meaning like giving to the poor right that's what charity has come to mean um but it had a wider meaning it's kind of lost a lot of its meaning over the years um simply because like if someone who has charity gives to the poor that's the most obvious thing they do (laughs) so jack says that's probably why it got distilled down is just it's the most visible part of charity seems like about every other episode i say what i'm about to say (laughs) which is that it it's difficult when you're doing this over such a long span of time to understand or recognize what's so obvious when you're just plowing through the book. And mm-hmm. that is, is that he has written this irrefutably logical mm-hmm. progression that, mm-hmm. that he's making a progression in precisely the order he intends to. So from page one of the book all the way up to this point, he's been building point upon point upon point upon point. Now, what's the last thing we talked about? It was humility. Yeah. Right? And I I will say, I don't think he's saying that it's so bad that charities come to mean that. He just is saying, like, that's the visible part people see. Right. Is if you're giving to the poor, you're being charitable. But, the but essence, you might be a lot more things that mean charity. It's just yeah. not visible. So, so one of the essential outpourings of the... Well, and again... the building upon point upon point Mm -hmm. so what does he say about pride he says it comes directly from hell yeah well charity comes directly from heaven yes that that's that that's what i'm saying because we're absolutely told that we need to give to those who need and so so i'm just seeing i'm just pointing out how if you Mm -hmm. look at his rational thought absolutely you know this whole critical thinking things you, you you see that he's basically uh juxtaposing that's a great word it is a good word but you know i just can't help noticing that you Mm -hmm. know that that immediately after he talks about that 
unvirtue that comes from hell. He talks about a virtue, the theological virtue. That, And why does he call it theological? Because he's saying it comes These from, are God. from God. Yeah. Well, and I think that is really brilliant that he, because he had talked about the cardinal virtues and then went to talking about pride and then takes us to the three virtues that are from God. Yeah. yeah. Like, And I think that's kind of a nice way of saying here is a human problem that is made worse by the devil, but here are human solutions mm-hmm. from God. Here's how to help yourself avoid yeah. falling into the sin of pride. That's good. That, that really. So following sexual morality, Lewis discussed Christian marriage. Mm-hmm. Now following the great sin of pride, <laughs> Lewis chooses to discuss charity. Weird. Thinking cap question. <laughs> What was his likely reason for doing this? I wish I'd read did, that. Did we answer it already? I, hey, everybody, I think we already figured that one out. Whoops. We can go to question two. Maybe we don't need questions. And In fact, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I haven't really mentioned this since we started the series, and I know at least one of our listeners actually got their own copy of the study guide. Mm-hmm. But we're using a study guide that uh, is, is really a terrific tool, and um, it is a study guide called the Mere Christianity Study Guide, and it is by Stephen Urban, and it's a Bible study based on C.S. Lewis's book. So we were using that to prompt us in our discussion, uh, and, and so I don't want to take any credit for these questions that I'm asking. This is like a virtual church classroom or virtual Sunday school class. I mean, we're, we're using a study book in order to help us get the most out of this book by C.S. Lewis. And if I haven't mentioned that to you lately, I just figured it's time mm-hmm. to point that out to you again. So these questions, um, yeah, they, they're coming from a book that we use to help us guide our conversation. So I do like that the thinking cap question kind of brings up the whole, um, he talked about sexual morality and then he talked about Christian marriage. Because one of the things that I read um, in this chapter at the beginning that I really, it it drew me back to the Christian marriage episode because he, he brings up the whole fact that charity means love in the Christian sense. Mm -hmm. And he reminded us again, like he did in that chapter that love is not a feeling. It's a state of will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's really significant to being charitable. Yeah. I wish I'd said that today during the message, because what I was talking about is using, uh, some of the things that God said about God's people in the book of Hosea as a way of reminding everybody that's how much God loves you Mm -hmm. and that what he wants is your devotion back. And I wish I had just clarified it even more by saying, we're not talking about a feeling. Mm -hmm. We're talking about surrendering your will. And I think feeling comes with that, but, but I've really been appreciating that that difference, especially because this also kind of takes me back to the forgiveness chapter. Right. Because he says it's because it's a state of will, you can learn and do better at it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, and he kind of goes back to the forgiveness thing also by saying, we're already good at doing it for ourselves. We have to be able to do it for other people Hmm. Um, because we can be charitable to ourselves just like we can forgive ourselves pretty easily. Yeah. Well, we're just blowing right through the questions Oops. because because really we've already answered uh, two and three, um, and and that's all right. So so jumping ahead then, according to Lewis, what doesn't 
and what does love mean in the Christian sense? Which you kind of were already saying yeah, it. Yeah, because but. he talks about how, like, just like in the forgiveness chapter, he said loving ourselves doesn't mean we necessarily like ourselves and we really don't want to like ourselves because then we fall into mm-hmm. the great sin. Look at him on a roll. Um, and the same thing goes, like, Christian love, which is charity, means that we can love our neighbors without that affection. You know, I just had a thought. I think... I will bet you that Jack could have convinced Mr. Spock to become a Christian. Because <laughs> it's logical. Because it's so perfectly it's logical. It's super logical. You know? Um, yeah. And then he says, like, naturally, you know, because we all have people in our lives that we naturally just kind of gravitate to and like. Mm-hmm. And he says there's nothing wrong with naturally liking someone or being fond of someone and not being fond of someone else any more than liking or disliking a certain food is bad. Mm -hmm. So there's just, it's a fact. We're all naturally going to like more people, some people more than others. But the point of charity is to, it's not necessarily to encourage yourself to be more affectionate toward people you don't like. It's You're blowing through question I'm five sorry, and okay, six. Sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> just keep going. You're doing great. You, you know, the point is to to get to the main points of of the chapter, and uh, and folks, this is going to be a short one because there's not as it's much here for chapter, us to yeah. talk about. Um, when we record next, we might actually put a couple of them together mm-hmm. to to draw it out a little bit because we're trying to work a schedule here where we don't leave you hanging when you're one of those that listens faithfully Mm -hmm. every week you know so um that's that's what we're striving for here uh but but yeah so so how can our affections affect our charity and what is the one simple rule for us to all use well so the first part he talks about like you know a mother who might just be tempted to spoil her child because she loves her child. Um, so maybe we take it that love too far, those affections too far, but also there's a possibility that because we have a lot of affection for one person that could actually make us more uncharitable towards someone else. Yeah. Um, which is fact, like absolutely. Because because we're all biased. Well, it's so, like it's like the story I've told. Um, I believe I told it in one of our previous episodes about the ladies who were trying to figure out. They yes. wanted me to help them figure out how to give yeah. Thanksgiving boxes mm-hmm. to people who really deserved it. Yeah, and that's sort of like saying, you know, and and I know it it it. God bless them. I I don't think any of the ladies in that conversation are still living. And even if they aren't, it doesn't matter. I don't mean any hurt to them. But that's our default mode. That's kind of what we do by default. We want we want justice. Well, and and just to simplify it down even more, there are times like with kids where like if there's. If it comes down to a kid that I'm really, really fond of versus a kid who has frustrated the absolute heck out of me. Right. 
it's hard not to be biased, but then and try and maybe re- try to reward the kid that is just terrific and that I'm really fond of. But that's being uncharitable toward the yeah. other. But we do have that kind of natural inclination to take care of the ones that we know right. and love. And, well, and, and I it, think it's that's just, what he's saying is we just have to be careful not to. You know, I have a handicapped daughter, and you have a handicapped sister. Uh-huh. And we have watched all through her life the way that people will go out of their way (laughs) to do things for her or to be kind to her Mm -hmm. and to give her special treatment. And it's not that we resent that, but it's because she's this pretty little girl in a wheelchair. And so it looks like a safe bet, you know, Mm -hmm. and so we feel that whole bless your heart thing, you know, where they just feel sorry for her and and, you know. And when you're a little kid, so when you're, when you're young, it's hard to understand why that's happening. And I know that her two able-bodied brothers and I often would look at you and mom and be like, this is like, they, Ruthie and Nathan get presents all the time. That's right. And it was really frustrating for us and not because we wanted to be showered with gifts, but we just were like, what? Like, yeah. Hello. Were people here too? And people just felt like they needed to do things for Ruthie and Nathan. And you know what? On one level, I get it because, Mm -hmm. you know, their lives are a lot harder Mm -hmm. than the rest of ours. Mm -hmm. Um, They are, uh, you know, probably, God, I hope not, but their lives may not be as long and, 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 and good. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we don't know for sure, but you know, the, the truth is, is we all know that all of our lives are harder because of their disabilities. There's no one in our household mm-hmm. that hasn't borne the weight of that. Um, we were watching a, a, a woman walk by with a baby in one of these uh, backpacks. Mm-hmm. like, And I said, Ruthie, you know, I used to carry you around in that in one of those all the time. And, and she said, really? And I said, yeah, like when you were six years old, I was carrying you around in one mm-hmm. of those. And she said, really? And I said, yeah, that's one of the reasons I had shoulder surgery last year, you know? I mean, and again, I'm not trying to feel sorry for myself. It's, it's just that people people are, are quick to look for, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, and that's what he says. Is a like, safe bet. That our, our fondness or affection for one person can make us uncharitable towards someone else without us even really realizing yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. So we have to guard against just, and that's what uh, you know. I'm that that may be the question because. Oh, chances are the way we've been going on this one here. Because he says that's the point. Then is to make sure that that we're not trying to become more charitable by trying to like manufacture affection right toward others, because that's not really the point of being a charitable person. Yeah. Yeah, so so how can um, so basically in terms of charity and affection, what is the difference between a Christian and a worldly person? Well, I think maybe we skipped a little because the one thing he talks about that I really like is that he says that it's a really simple. There's a really simple. I skipped the simple rule. Sorry. I'm sorry. He says there's a really simple Paragraph rule, five. and I love it because I have used this as a counselor with kids talking about like kids who, who say they hate coming to school. They're unhappy. He basically says that instead of trying to manufacture affection, just fake it till you make it. Right. Right. He says, act like you do act like you love your neighbor. Even if you feel like you don't, because 
it's the fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. Um, and I just was delighted that he's basically. I've actually that. preached that, and I've I know that, that that must really blow people away. <laughs> are you serious? But but you know, there again, I there are a lot of things that I've said over the years that made sense to me, and then I read Mere Christianity, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, thank you, because <laughs> that guy. He could say those things, and people would believe him because he's C.S. Lewis, you know. Yeah. But I say it, and they're going, you know, you crackpot, whatever. But I came to the same conclusion. Why not be the best version of what you're aspiring to? Right. And or and then one day you will be. Exactly. Yeah, you know. I mean, you can't obviously and I don't know turn yourself any, into a duck or something. I don't you know, know that there's any clinical or psychological fact behind that doing that with my students, but it's kind of reassuring to see that there's some theological backing. Yeah. Because it really does work for so many things in life. Mm-hmm. Like, you just keep plugging away and pretending, and it's eventually not going to feel like pretending. You're going to feel like, okay, yeah. This is easy to do. All right. So what's the difference between the Christian and the worldly person? Well, he says a worldly person does kind things because he likes the people he's doing kind things for. Yeah. And a Christian's goal is to try to treat everyone kindly. Um, and and by doing so, finds that he likes people more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even people he just didn't think he would ever like. But a kindly, worldly person is pretty much just focused on, you know, me and mine yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is, is and I believe Jack alludes to this in one of our previous chapters, but, you know, you can see people who may not be the most religious doing Christian things all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. There was a guy on the parade route today who had his garden hose out and he was sitting by the side of the road misting, misting. the parade walkers yes. as they went by. <laughs> what a generous, kind thing so kind. to do. And, and very you know, appreciate. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, praise God for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, how does all this apply to our love for God then? Well, so... Sorry, I got thrown off because I had things highlighted that we didn't talk about. Oh, well, talk about them. Well, I, he just points out that, unfortunately, it can go both ways, the whole faking it till you make it thing. Because yeah. he talks about, for example, the Nazis. It may have started with them, some of them hating Jews and right. therefore doing those things. But, unfortunately, the more they ill-treated them, the more they hated them. Yeah. And it, unfor- like, it becomes this really vicious cycle of evil. So it can be the same faking it till you make it that can make something really good. Yeah, can there's make something really I'm bad. surprised you don't have a better term for that because that's kind of your thing. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean basically, um, it's just it's the things that we focus on. on yeah, they have physically. a way of, of a weightiness to them, mm-hmm. and and they do sort of cave in on themselves, and and uh, yeah, so. Well, and what's, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the scripture that reminds us to think about these things mm-hmm. and not those yes. things. Uh, uh, like it sounds, on what is good. Right. I know it's, so I know it's the apostle Paul. Scripture. Um, I want to say Ephesians, maybe Romans, but yeah, anyway, think about these things, yeah. you know, that, that what you, what you think about the most is what gets the most of you. Yeah, and I just I just went um, blank. 
But yeah, he's so then I kind of marked this just as something to think about for myself is like the smallest kind thing you can do in a day could eventually like it's going to compound and you're going to look back on victories that you didn't even think about. But in the same way, a small indulgence in anger Mm -hmm. could compound in a way that could cause the enemy to jump in. Right. And make it even worse well and and you know that comes back to that uh, that uh, the reign of christ thing i was talking about in the sermon today um gosh if we really wanted to take on a dangerous book the next one should be frank viola's insurgents oh the one i was just telling uh-huh. about today in church because this one will definitely get your this, this one will get you going um i might do that one on my own we'll see um, cause I've been thinking that that's one that I'd like to do with young men in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause we could do endlessly these C, uh, C.S. Lewis books and things, but so, well, so what he, else do you have highlighted? Well, I think this answers the last question you asked. Right. He says basically like that humans, Christians are told they're supposed to love God, but it's kind of hard to actually find that feeling mm-hmm. in yourself to begin with but he says basically the same thing he said about the other which is just act like you do right because you can't manif- manufacture those feelings by just sitting around doing nothing but you ask yourself well if I'm sure I love God then what would I be doing mm-hmm. and do those things um, and then he says again which I just think is so important to remember is that Christian love toward God or man is a matter of will power mm-hmm. um and and then he, i i would take i would take issue with the word will power well no i i mean I, i'm just thinking about in terms of of what's been on my mind this last couple of days as i've read this book um it's it's more of a who has power over your will yeah i mean it, yeah it's it's a slight reversal mm-hmm. But just to say willpower suggests that it's you trying to drive your will towards something instead of towards something else. Mm-hmm. And and what I would say is it's really about who's in charge of your will, you know, um, because, you know, <laughs> never mind. I was going to go off on a tangent. <laughs> Forget it. So he ends again really beautifully by saying that the really nice thing to remember through all of this is that we our feelings may waver, mm-hmm. but God's love doesn't waver. Right. So even while we're trying to figure all this out and our sins may be pulling us away and at times, he doesn't get tired by that, and he's still relentlessly in pursuit. Yeah. So. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, gang. Well, here we are again at the end <laughs> of another episode, and, and I'm uh, just delighted and and honored as always that you all listen and and find value in this we really cherish your comments so talk to us when you see us at church on sunday or whenever because it's shiloh there's something going on every day i'm not kidding you know what's nice about being the pastor of shiloh i don't have to know about everything that's going on (laughs) because there's so much going on and uh, it all doesn't depend on me, which is why there's more going on than I can handle because it doesn't matter whether I handle it. And I just love that because there's just a lot of wonderful people mm-hmm. doing a lot of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so come on by Shiloh, get to know some of these folks. And if you're not a member there, we'd be glad to know you better. If you are one of our members, we thank you for adding this to the number of things that you participate in and get benefit from. You know, take these lessons and apply them in your life so that you can be all that Christ has in store for you. That's what we wish for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to thank you again for listening. If you want to communicate with us, if you're new to all of this and don't know where Shiloh is or any of that, then I would suggest you start by visiting shilohum.org. That's S-H-I-L-O-H-U-M dot org. And uh, start there. You can get our app. You can find ways to interact with us. There's a Facebook group. There's a Shiloh Facebook page. And just... Just uh, use the internet that is helping you listen to this to reach out to us, and we'll be glad to reach right back to you. Mm-hmm. And we are really honored again, and uh, just wish you the very best. God bless you, and goodbye. See you later.